0: Got it, got it left.
1: I, I got it. He I'm did sure it. No, no music. He
0: most definitely. Well, I got a chest in Brooklyn. That's where I dwell. Brass monkey. It's the Bad Beastie Boys. Party. Beastie Boys Tuesday after a crazy Monday night game. I know we're all a little bit tired. Uh, if you didn't stay up, then guess what?
1: Uh, right. I did not. Uh, I got no for love second. for you. I didn't watch the first half because I was at work, got the whole second half. It sounds like I didn't miss anything the first half. Uh, definitely got the better of the two halves to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that offense was inept. Our offense, our play calling, our execution, Jalen was horrible in the first half. His The Eagles had no answer for the Chiefs. Anytime the Chiefs would bring pressure the answer was Jalen would tuck it and run. Um, and it was it was awful. Uh, and then I can't remember if it was the third quarter or second quarter. I think it was the third. Maybe you would know because maybe you saw this. They they called like three bubble screens in a row in succession. Yeah, and, and
1: they did nothing with them.
0: It was awful. Like, I don't understand what the thinking is. If you call one and it's unsuccessful, then you go to the other side and try and it again. There was he, the
1: one that was tipped they almost looked like it was going to be an interception.
0: Right. Right. And there's one, the audio calls was
1: were ridiculous. And yep. so, you know, it's like they're winning in spite of the offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, last night to me was, it's really interesting. And I think it came down to three big plays. Well, four big plays really, um, for me, uh, And again, we talk about football being truly a game of inches and a game of opportunities and and which team seizes those opportunities. And to me, uh, again, not in order. Those play those those four things were obviously the uh, Valdez scandling missed on that on that diving catch where he blew by uh, Roby. So that was one. Um, The second big play. I mean, there were, there were actually several big plays. I shouldn't just say four, but there were like the punt that drove the chiefs back. Um, and then Josh Job had exceptional coverage on that, which meant which meant Pat Mahomes had to use, had to go 90 yards in the last two minutes. And I thought there was no doubt. Did you think there was any doubt the Eagles were going to win that game? Like I thought the, there was no doubt the Eagles were going to lose that game.
1: Yeah. Because it's happened so many times with Kansas city, these comeback victories and, and, uh, That intentional grounding. I thought there's a loss of down. I thought the game would have ended with that. But then they had the fourth down. And, of course, he was right at the first down marker. And he dropped it. These missed catches by the – these drops by the Chiefs were amazing. Absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. And and so there was that play. And then there was the audible that – you know, that bomb that they threw to Devontae Smith. Uh, Jalen wasn't even supposed to throw a bomb. He, he audibled into that. He checked out of whatever the play call, which was probably another freaking bubble screen, um, or an inside handoff, which by the way, they didn't run enough. Uh, I thought Swift was really effective and I couldn't, I was just surprised they went away from him, but, um, so they threw the bomb to Devante. That was the other big play. And then, um, of course, uh, you know, the other, the other big piece of this was, um, uh the obviously the, the buyer interception right yeah. in the main zone. And of um, course
1: I missed that because I was at work at the time. But there were two costly turnovers for uh obviously that interception and then the strip of uh Travis Kelsey. Uh I mean they were gonna go in and score there. Really, really I mean obviously turnovers are are bad in both situations, but I mean, the, the chiefs turnovers were 14 points there.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and, um, both made by guys who were not on our roster to begin, uh, this season, Bradley Roby punching the ball out of Travis Kelsey. And then, uh,
1: Bradley Roby from what, what school uh,
0: he was at. Uh, I I don't remember which school he was at
1: Georgia guy,
0: (laughs) not a Georgia guy, but he was with, uh, the saints earlier this year. Um, and he played with the Broncos before that. I think he, I, I forget where Bradley Roby went. Um, but uh, and then uh, Kevin Byard had the big pick in the end zone. Um, you know, so those the biggest thing though for me, the biggest reason why we won that game is, I mean, obviously all those plays factored into it, right? But to me, the biggest why is it so dark? I gotta put some light on here. Um, the biggest reason why we won that game is because. One Sean Desai did what Jonathan Gannon, we were all screaming for Jonathan Gannon to do last year, which was make some defensive changes. My lighting's really bad in here was make some defensive changes. And he did. He audibled, and that's what he did. He changed everything. This is terrible. Um at the line. He started to blitz Mahomes in the second half because he realized what was hat what was what he was doing was not working. So um to see that because last year we sat through watching john jonathan gannon watch get his defense sliced and diced by pat mahomes and we were all begging just do something just call a blitz just do something you know show a different look like give give let your defensive acts press let them do something and gannon just stuck with you know the same the same meat and potatoes that that uh you know many of us were frustrated with last year so it was really pleasing to see an in-game adjustment by Sean Desai and I think that was the difference in the game because once they started bringing pressure against Mahomes you know and he didn't have all that time to run and he's just like unbelievable right some of those plays he makes with his feet and just to, he, he, the angles that he throws from are ridiculous but once we started to bring some pressure I think it changed the game a little bit
1: and that second half for the Chiefs, they were awful. I mean, yeah. they really were awful. Weather being and such, but I forget what his name was who dropped the ball in the end zone. Uh, Valdez Scantley? Valdez, I mean, he, Jesus. It is dark. Valdez
0: Scantley. I know, it's, it's storming over here.
1: Yeah, so uh, are you sure you're not on blur? Blur background, perhaps?
0: I'm pretty sure. Maybe I am. I think I'll he'll work, work on it. Keep keeps it talking to us.
1: Yeah, yeah is that better? Blur background.
0: No, it's just dark over here. I'm still dark. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, well, talk well, to us about Marshall Valdez' Scandling. Maybe I'll just no, go. No,
1: I mean him. he had him beat. You know, he he definitely had him beat, and he looked uh <laughs> he drops the ball in the end zone. It's horrible.
0: Yeah, um, he he was way by Bradley Roby, so um. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, look, we're, we're nine and one. I, I've, I've read Jalen hurts, right? He is 26 and two in his last 28 games. That's outrageous. They've won 13 in a row against um, opponents that are 500 or better. So, uh, but I think we also have to be honest. Jalen didn't play well and I don't think the offensive line played well. And the whole thing with Lane Johnson, never giving up a sack, like, you know, we can we can stick that in the toilet because uh, Lane Johnson uh, was was beaten uh, several times yesterday. And the the problem that I have and the concerns that I have with the Eagles offense. And listen, this is a celebration. We beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead and that stadium was loud, man. Yeah, it was. It was very you could hear it on TV. And kept, to me, they
1: kept that... putting that picture on the idiot with the Chiefs blazer
0: with the blazer like, on. Yeah, yeah your buddy
1: getting on my freaking nerves
0: you didn't like that dude
1: where was he where marty schottenheimer is the head coach and they were losing every playoff game these that's guys right. have gotten spoiled
0: that's right he probably yeah. wasn't
1: born yet so i mean i shouldn't be like begrudging the guy
0: uh but yes yeah, it was it was a, definitely sounded like a hostile environment the conditions were terrible and you know look the end of the game the eagles won and they gritted out a, a win and it was a Huge! I mean, that is a a huge, huge win. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't argue the Eagles are aren't the best team in football right now. They are the best team,
1: and right. and and I know I shouldn't be jumping to Sunday, but I think they'll, I think they'll beat Buffalo. I know it's a gauntlet game, but I think they're going to beat Buffalo.
0: Well, they're four 4-0 in gauntlet games right now, right? So that's another uh, promising sign. And the Eagles, they just find ways to win. And I think everyone that watches them. Here's the thing, right? We all believe that there is something more in the tank for the Eagles. The question is, you're getting late in the season now. We're we're beyond the midway point, and I think as Eagles fans, we do have to start to ask, when do we get to see that that next gear? Because this gear that they are in, they I don't think they are, they can win the Super Bowl playing at the level that they're playing it. Their offense, the problem that I had with their offense is is again their offensive line. Uh, they were allowing pressure left and right, and then there was no safety valve. It looked like for Jalen, and he would panic, and he would just run the ball every time or take a sack. And I don't—I was yelling. I'm like, throw the ball away, throw the ball away, or have you know have Swift. Swift is a really good receiver. Like, just have a safety valve that you can just dump it off to when they when they're bringing pressure. You know, I'm um, really
1: missing Dallas Goddard.
0: I was going to ask was, you about that.
1: I was almost going to say Brent Selleck, but that's that's really. Easy. Maybe they need to get Zach You know, Ertz they're
0: really right. missing that Chad Lewis in the uh, offense.
1: Chad Lewis. They need to bring – is Zach Ertz still playing or is he retired?
0: Zach Ertz is hurt right now. He's uh, – oh, so yeah, That'd zone. be
1: a great pickup though, wouldn't it, right now. Um, is Dallas Gowdard out for the season or he'll come back?
0: No, they didn't put him on IR. So that means that they think he's going to be back within four weeks because he's taken up a roster spot. So – they, so they were I heard that he should be back by the next Dallas game is what I had heard
1: okay so I mean they were running a four wide receiver set last night with Julio Jones sort of playing that where you would have had a tight end and uh um yeah so I'm it appears I'm getting a call from right eight so I'm gonna ignore it um
0: <laughs> Julio's not known for his blocking too so I don't think using Julio in place of uh you know, uh, Dallas Goddard. I think that they're really missing the thing. I, you know, it's interesting. Remember they made that deal for that Albert O from the bank, from the uh, Broncos. I think they traded a fourth or fifth round pick for him. And this is a guy I'm like, where's this guy been? You know, I saw him in for the, uh, for the brotherly shove. And, and, uh, I love how far he shoved, uh, Jalen hurts, but I mean, I didn't, you know, I, we need to do something to tight end while Dallas is out. And, uh, Jack Stall did not look like he was it last night, and Calcaterra got hurt, and he's always hurt, and um, so they may have some issues at tight end. But that offensive line, I mean, look, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense is much better than it was last year.
1: Yeah, and Spags is uh, Spags is Spags. I mean, he, we always had success with him when he was in Philly, right? I mean, Spagnoli, not a very good not of it ve- I mean he did most of his work with the Giants anyways before uh being a very failed head coach for right the rams um, so uh yeah and that's my mom in the background uh just getting ready all, to- all we see is space we don't uh, see She's she uh, right. seems frustrated uh, she's going to sweep the leaves
0: uh <laughs> why don't you go sweep the leaves what the well, hell after i doing? get
1: done this i will do it Okay. I promise I will do it.
0: Why don't you get a blower, man? A blower will take care I of you. I do
1: have a blower, but it's not, it's a one area that she does. She, she oh. over the grates near the, the basement where she's going. So yeah. I'm not a bad guy. I will go ahead and do it. I just wanted to do this show and then I will go ahead and do it. So,
0: yeah. Let me ask you a question about your basement. Is your basement functional or is it just a storage place?
1: It's a storage space. And, and unfortunately the problem is the ceiling is a low lying ceiling and there's a lot of pipes and everything. And you'd have to put, you know, a a ceiling in there, a covering. So it's, it's a utility basement. Do you actually have a functioning basement?
0: Yeah, we have a, well, one side is finished and the other is not. So one side is like a big TV and some speakers and a couch And the kids play down there a little bit and then actually a lot. And then the other side is like the unfinished part. So there's like some weights, but mostly storage and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. That's a random thing we're talking about, but it's okay. It's all good. It's 1973.
0: (laughs) Um, I had someone come up to me. uh, I was at the school, my kid's school the other day. And um, it was, it's a grandmother that I, I, I just seen her so many times. So, you know, it's like you wave to him friendly with them. And uh she said, What's the, what's that podcast you do? And I was like, What are you talking about? And she's like, 1973 or something, or, she, no, she, or she's like, it's a year, maybe no, she said it was a year. I was like, Oh, 1973. And she said, Yeah, I want to subscribe to that. And I was like, You want to subscribe to that? I said, Do you like Philly sports? And she said, No. And I said, Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was like, You may not get too much from our podcast. I was like, Sometimes we talk about other social issues. And then so she I said, um, she so she gives me her phone. Um, because you know, many grandmothers don't know how to operate their phones. And I said, Oh, do you have iTunes? And she said, No, I don't have and Levman does not know how to operate his phone no, either. No, so. I don't know. No fan of technology, you are. So I said, Do you have iTunes? She did not have um I she did not have uh uh iTunes and uh the the podcast link there and then she didn't have Spotify. So I was like, I was like, I can't really help you. And she's like, Oh, I was hoping it was on YouTube. And, yeah, uh, So
1: that was one thing that we were working on. I don't know where we're I put a right. couple of
0: episodes up there. But um, yeah,
1: and and then the idea was there. to do our own YouTube channel where we could have other shows like Barry Martin could have his own show. Rich McKinnon could have his own show. Matt Reagan could have his show show and, and Steve Rosen, who doesn't like sports could have his own show.
0: I don't recall that ever being a discussion point, but I trust okay.
1: you. I just thought we could just do sponsored content and we could just, you know, we could have people, everyone could have their own show. I could do a, a current event show. on 1973.
0: That would be big, man. That would put us over the top.
1: Yeah. 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 We could do, you could do, you could do a youth sports round table show with, with area Atlanta, aficionados in the soccer and baseball, uh, youth sports industries.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm finding time to just do one podcast right now is, is a challenge. So we'll stick with one for right now, but if someone wants to pay me, then I'd be happy to do a show.
1: So it it seems like this Thanksgiving, we're actually going to have meaningful football games. The lions are playing the Cowboys are playing. And the 49ers are playing. I don't know who I know the Lions are playing the Packers, right? right. I don't know who the Cowboys are playing. And the I Commanders. don't know who the 49ers are playing.
0: Cowboys are playing the Commanders and the 49ers play Seattle. So some, some fairly decent games. I mean, the Cowboys game doesn't look, isn't so Same. good. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, Lions Packers is always good, but, um,
1: I don't think this year it's going to be too good, but I think that yeah. 49ers game could be interesting.
0: Could be. Could be. And I think I think it may be in Seattle. I'm not 100% on that. So, And then they're going to have a Black Friday game this year. Yes, the first that?
1: ever Black Friday game. I think it is an Amazon. Is it an Amazon Prime game for Black Friday this year? Um,
0: uh, could be. That would make sense.
1: Yeah, so it will be the <laughs> – upstart Miami Dolphins versus your my New York Jets the Zach Wilson no longer led Jets he he will not be starting that game to on Friday and I think my brother-in-law who has Jets tickets was supposed to go to Boston for Thanksgiving so he must have sold them it's actually I think it's a one o'clock game on Friday is it something really it's it's weird though it's a it's an early game and yeah, so um,
0: are you working the Black Friday at Best Buy? I am five
1: forty-five a.m. to four p.m. on Black Friday. Oh my goodness! Best Buy. I've never worked that many hours in my entire life. So as I'm pushing fifty, I'm giving myself a test.
0: That will be fifty. Body. That's your fifty test, man. Yeah, that's my fifty um, test. Now, are you? Do you get like bonus time working Friday? I think or that they
1: are anything over eight hours, so I should get an extra three hours bonus time or three oh, or good. four hours bonus time i don't know if they meant to schedule me that long but i'm not going to say anything i was supposed to work tomorrow night but i am not going to from 10 6 to 10 because i am doing a little birthday stuff tomorrow that i was going to do on thursday but thursday is thanksgiving so i'm going to go out with my mom tomorrow we're going to have some lunch and go see uh a movie so what are you I- seeing uh, it's called The Holdovers. Uh, the guy that did uh, Election, I think his name is Payne. He's a quirky director. He did The Descendants with George Clooney. I don't know if you've seen any of these movies. Mm-mm. When I told Reagan about this, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's we're, we're sort of into this guy. He did a movie called Election. Um, for any of our listeners who uh, have ever seen it, it's Reese Witherspoon before she did Legally Blonde. Um, yeah. It's actually where one Chris Klein made his debut. Um, is it Chris Klein from uh, American Pie? Yes. Yeah, he he actually was discovered in this movie because the movie was filmed in Nebraska and he actually, I believe, went to high school there in Nebraska and actually starred in the movie and then became Oz in, in American Pie. That was his second movie.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Oz Striker.
0: Um, and yeah, striker. I forgot about that. I
1: love that movie. I still love so you brought up. So,
0: so a couple things I want to let our, our, our millions and millions of fans know that the Lev man, you can see him live at Best Buy Outside
1: of Earth. Oh, yeah. Friday. on, on Friday,
0: Friday, on Friday, where you will be signing copies of your new book, the Lev man, right? Is that correct or no?
1: And hawking LG G three sixty five inch televisions, my my, my yep. TV of choice.
0: Nice. All right. And what's what's the going rate on that?
1: Twenty
0: three hundred. Twenty three hundred. Ooh, you got rich taste, man. Um. All right. So Can't there's, and then uh, let's talk about your birthday, and then let's talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, and so before we get into that, quick Phillies note. Yes. Uh, Signing, seven years, 172, what say you? Rich McKinnon loves the deal.
1: Well, I like it too. And uh, he obviously didn't get the money that he wanted because you know he wanted seven years, like 210 probably, right? 30 million a year. I think, I think he was overvaluing himself. And, you know, I think the Phillies get the best option out there for themselves besides Shohei Itani, and he's not even going to be able to pitch this year. So it wasn't going to help them at all. So they got the guy. He's going to stay. All the people that have Aaron Nola jerseys are happy because they don't have to get rid of it. Um, the Phillies, I think, are in a good position. The question is, are they willing to shell out more money now? Or or is this? I think the Phillies have, like, the third or fourth highest payroll in baseball right now. Are there more options? I mean, I think Reese Hoskins is on his way out of Philly. Um, right. And, uh, you know, we keep hearing... I hope they don't trade Nick Castellanos for an aging Mike Trout. That would be something I wouldn't be in favor of.
0: Yeah. I didn't like that deal either. That rumored deal that I, that they, they put out there. I think it was Castellanos. Uh, it was Crawford. It was McGarry, And it was one other um, fairly high ranked prospect. And it's not the idea of trading prospects for players. Cause I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I, and this is like a fundamental thing that I do. I don't like trading prospects for players whose best years are behind them. And, and they I think are
1: way behind him, Mike, Trout. right.
0: And Mike Trout, one of the greatest, but don't fall in love with the name, you know, look at the, look at the production, look at the contract, look at all those things. And I know the, the rumor was, you know, the angels would have to eat a whole bunch of his contract, but I'm not on board with that. Uh, I am very intrigued by this Japanese pitcher Yamamoto been looking at, I would love to see them bring, I feel like these guys, they usually pitch pretty well when they bring them over, certainly for their first, like couple of seasons, they, they do well. And I would just love to see the Phillies, um, you know, I feel like they have not um, really invested in that market as heavily. And I would love to see them be a player. And then just think it, because to me, the Nola move, I didn't love the Nola move, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Nola is what he is, right? I mean, he's kind of like, and I like vanilla ice cream, but he's kind of reminds me of vanilla ice cream. Like, he, he like I don't see, and granted, it is it is November, so there's a whole lot of offseason, right, to talk about this. But, like, I fear that the Phillies are going to do something similar to what the Eagles did when they kept bringing back, you know, similar teams and just kind of, not they were good but not good enough and i just don't want the phillies to waste these years just being good and not good enough and when you sign nola and i know it was a, as a in relative terms you know decent and he was probably the top you know one of the top two or three free agent uh, arms out there and maybe the top uh and and all those rumors that hey there was teams offering more and there was the you know like the Braves had offered him six over 160, I think, or something like that. Uh, and, and uh, you know, seven years is a long time to, to lock up For a, a
1: 30 guy. a 30-year-old pitcher, pitcher. I mean, right? he could blow out his arm in the next couple of years and you're stuck with that contract.
0: And I, I feel like Nola, the, the challenge that I have, I, I feel like Nola is so... He's like predictably unpredictable, if that makes any sense. Like yeah. at the end, at the end of the season, he's going to have kind of a similar record. Blair's going to go through stretches where he looks terrible. And everyone's like, why do we resign him? And then stretches where he's he looks great. And they're like, wow, this guy could be our ace. But what seems to happen. See, I, I feel like Nola gets hot at the end of the year. And then he hits the playoffs and he's good at first. And then he seems to tire. And I feel like when the pressure really ratchets, ratchets up. Um, Nola is not always at his best. And so I feel like if you're going to be paying a pitcher, that kind of money to be your number two pitcher, they need to perform that well. And they're going to have to extend Wheeler too. his contract ends, I think at the end of next season. Um, so I, I just, I didn't love the move. I would have loved, for them to have gone in a different direction maybe someone a little younger or um and Blake Snell I didn't love him at all but um you know maybe someone younger but you know we'll see what how this bears out I don't hate it I just don't love it
1: yeah yeah so I I take the opposite opinion I, I the only thing I have an issue is the years on the deal I I think it's crazy to pay a pitcher over the age of 30 for seven years because we know that you know unless you're Jamie Moyer, which I always thought was crazy how he was able to pitch that long. You've been pitching, these pitchers pitch, I mean, they they do one sport a year, starting in youth baseball now, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. So he's probably been pitching 12 months a year since the age of 15, which means you you develop arm problems, pitching arm problems. And, uh, you know, you can only imagine that happening going forward over the next seven years. So, right. Um, that
0: would. Be yeah, it's. I agree. It's risky. And I remember there was time before Dave Dombrowski when our our um philosophy was that we don't sign pitchers to deals longer than five years. And you know maybe that's not that won't compete in the market that is now. But um, I was always a fan of that.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, so... not, not signing pitchers to those long deals. But I mean, but this Yamamoto hit is twenty five years old, and he's won. Two equivalents of Cy Youngs over in Japan, of course. It's, we know it's different, and he's it's won.
1: Japan, though,
0: so yeah, but he's also won an MVP. Over, I mean, like this, and again, to me, when, it's this whole idea of getting younger talent, right? So yeah. there's that. Do we want to talk any Sixers? Do you want to dive right yeah, into your? I mean, it's no, your birthday. I want. Mean, I want to give you the time to talk. No, I don't
1: need to talk about my birthday. To be honest, I, I'd rather talk about the Sixers because. Uh, you know they had the tough loss against the Pacers. You see Terrius Albert, and you're like, could we have really had this guy? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's for another day. But um, uh, and then they had the tough Boston loss where they didn't play that great. But they came out. Um, they had two, I guess, two wins afterwards, right? They they beat the did they beat the Hawks? I think.
0: Yeah, they beat the Hawks
1: in Atlanta, and then they uh, beat uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, but no one was paying attention to that because yeah, it was a uh, leading up to the Eagles game, and I think I was working. I didn't even know they played, but they beat them by twenty three points. And uh, you know they just keep on rolling. And then I guess they have a game tonight, right? I, I for, I'm going to watch the game with Rich. We'll probably either go to Stanley's or something like that. But uh, after, unfortunately, after this funeral and Shiva, so it'd be a nice. Nice uh, thing to do, but um, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, any any thoughts about who are they playing tonight? Cleveland, Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's
0: all beaten up too. So
1: yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I I think this is totally unexpected. I mean, this is totally unexpected. I don't think we had a good feeling at all about coming into this season.
0: Yeah, we didn't. And Maxi stepped up, and this trade for Harden has really. This is we're looking at this is has real makings of a team. You know, these guys like really seem to enjoy playing with each other. Um, it doesn't seem like there's egos. It seems like Nick Nurse is is scheme. I mean, this the stuff that they're doing on the offensive side of the court, um, it's really impressive. And um, you know, Joel is a, as efficient as he's ever been, Tobias. Is, he
1: had his top assist game ever, like last game against Brooklyn or Atlanta. I mean, did he did it yeah. like that? I mean, it's it's amazing. And this is because of the Nick Nurse system and and that you don't have James Harden standing with the ball all the time. And and Tobias is playing better and, and Maxi is playing out out of his league. And so here's one of the dilemmas. I, I want to stay away from Zach Levine. I, I I realized that that's not where this team needs to go. There were two things. Do they chase the third star or do they go after role players and just keep solidifying that bench? And I think you go with the latter, which is you keep working on that bench and role players. And then you have Kelly Oubre coming back from his injury, you know, from that freak hit and run accident. He's going to be back in a couple weeks. Uh, so, you know, the team's We're not even to sure to... what
0: happened with Kelly. Ubre. That's a mystery for another 30 for 30. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think you do anything right now. I don't, there's no need to, I, I would, I could second that emotion. I do not want to pursue Zach Levine right now. You know, I think you look at a couple of the guys from the Raptors Um, could be better fit.
1: I know he, he, he is that that's the, the thought that they'll definitely trade for someone on the Raptors.
0: Right. Um, but I think, and there was someone else that I had heard. It was an, it was a fresh name that I had not heard before. I can't remember who it was, but, um, and then you heard about, uh, spider Mitchell on the calves, potentially being a target. I don't want him. I, you know, I, I want to be very careful because it took so long to sort of get some assets back that we now have assets. I don't want to just give them away for Zach Levine or somebody like that. I, again, if it's, like OG is a younger player and I don't think he would require as many assets, but, but
1: he is on an expiring contract. So, right.
0: So that's, yeah. Well, I mean then, and so he should in theory require a lot less than someone who's already not
1: giving up a first round draft pick for someone on an expiring contract. I hope.
0: Right. Right. But I, I will give up Quark Moz. Um, so, all right, we have about six minutes left. Let's quickly shift. So, uh, Let's we'll first talk about Thanksgiving. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I know it is going to be your birthday, so I happy early birthday,
1: Karen's, and uh, she is hosting for the first time. So, thank you, Karen. We it'll be me, uh, my mom, my sister Lisa, my two nephews, Noam and Natan, and then Karen and her husband Louise and Julia, uh, excuse me, Juliet and Allie. And then I'm going to turn around at about six, come home wake up at five o'clock in the morning and, um, and go to work. So, um,
0: man, are you taking the train there or are you driving?
1: Yeah, I drive. We'll just take two cars.
0: So your mom is driving as well. You and your yeah. mom. Okay. Uh, my
1: ahead. sister will drive. Lisa will drive and and okay. uh, they'll spend the night. And
0: now um, who will your mom go with Lisa or with you?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think she'll probably go with Lisa. I'll go solo. I can, what I tend to do is I'll listen to uh, the Lions game going down. I think we're going to have an early start, which is nice for my sister doing that for me because I am going to have to turn around and come home at six and then pass out at six. So i yeah. see eight when I come home. So. <clears throat>
0: Good for you. Way to stay disciplined, buddy. <laughs> what about you? Uh, well, happy Thanksgiving to the Levin family Thanks. and a happy, happy early birthday to you. We yeah. are going to Mississippi to see my sister and her family. So um,
1: have you ever cut a turkey?
0: No, no. I never have. Never have. So you see, have you? I
1: see Summer walking in the background.
0: How do you see Summer walking in the background? Do you see a was, shadow?
1: No, no, it was her shadow. Uh, oh, wow,
0: man. You're very perceptive. I am. She's making shadow puppets and animals. Yeah, now she's making alligators, which we don't like alligators around here. Uh, So we're going to go to, yes, Mississippi to um, have Thanksgiving with my sister and her side of the family. So we're going to leave here uh, this afternoon, head there, go for a couple of days, and then come back here on Friday. And then uh, hopefully get to the uh, Georgia-Georgia Tech game, which is in Atlanta this year. It's It's a night game. Which is fun. So we're gonna. are gonna do it.
1: that. Are they still doing that at Bobby Dowd Stadium, or do they do that at uh, the Georgia Dome, or
0: no? They do it at Bobby Dodd.
1: Okay. I mean,
0: yeah. the, Bobby they, Dodd is it, such an interesting stadium because it goes like straight. Up. It's not like big, but it goes like uh, it goes straight out. It's kind of interesting. It's cool. I think it's yeah. pretty cool. But
1: so, so, why is this game still being played at Georgia? At Georgia, I know it's a rivalry game, but it's, yeah, it's an in-state no rivalry anymore.
0: Well, I mean, you know, look, like, they have a lot of this, like, with Clemson and South Carolina and Florida, Florida State. I mean, they have, like, this SEC. They're closer, though.
1: Georgia and Georgia Tech are so far apart. you are an hour away. In in regards to programs at this point is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, but, you know, you can't just – I mean, these schedules are planned, like, a long time in advance. So, um, you know, I don't know. I I think there's too many – people in this state who that game isn't going away. Probably. I can't imagine that game ever going away because I think there's too many people in the state with too much power and too much money that want to see these two teams play each year. And uh, it's fun. It's a fun. Little rivalry. They, they hate us and we just, you know, they're just kind of annoying. They, I mean, you know um, so it's fine. It's fine. I mean, this is fun. Cause this is, this is uh, a fun Rivalry week, you know, with you have Alabama Auburn coming up, right? You Columbus, have Mississippi
1: State on Thanksgiving.
0: Egg Bowl, Monday. right? Yep. You got. Uh, I don't know if Texas and Texas A&M still they play. played
1: anything. in years because
0: of the, Thanksgiving,
1: the, but now guess what? They're going to now re yeah. reignite the rivalry going forward uh, when Texas joins. I gather that'll be the last game. That'll be the rivalry game again.
0: So. Yeah. So all that stuff's going to be fun. And, and Ohio
1: State Michigan, you missed that one.
0: Oh, that's huge, man. Yeah. That's going to determine the the uh, you know, who's well, probably determine. I mean, you know, you Ann never Arbor Ann
1: Arbor tomorrow. And our or Saturday they will be doing a college game day there. So and
0: uh, I think I think Ohio State beats them. What do you think?
1: Um I'm going to go with Michigan in that.
0: Wow. All right. Big one. It's a big call. um Thanksgiving though is the greatest holiday, is it not? It I mean, is. it's truly it the is. best.
1: It is, and I always tell um, my customers at Best Buy uh, actually, because I, I do come across a lot of customers from Best Buy who are from other countries. And what I've been saying to them is, what's great about Thanksgiving? Because I ask them, are you doing anything fun for Thanksgiving? I always say to them that Thanksgiving is a great American holiday because it's a holiday for everyone. Doesn't matter if you were born here or yeah. your your family came over on the Mayflower, or you just got here two days ago. It is a holiday for everyone in this country, and it's just important.
0: I wish I had my coming to America, uh, Neil Diamond.
1: Ready to play with you know, the background of that?
0: Yeah, but the fact that you can't ever hear music anymore is, is disheartening. But, you know, it is. It is a great holiday. It's a great time to be with uh, people that you love or people that you enjoy being around, be thankful for what you have um, in, uh, you know, football, food, family, you know, and, what friends. Else? and friends, man. That's right. And health. Right. So happy, happy Thanksgiving. Lev, happy birthday, early birthday to you.
1: Yeah. and Enjoy
0: and, your uh, last couple days of the forties and the fifties well, uh, feel pretty good so far.
1: Well, I'm really hoping that you're right about this because This is something I'm dreading, but I'm going to get through it. I'm glad it's on a holiday, actually. So it sort of takes my mind off it. So have an awesome Thanksgiving. And to our listeners, I hope that you have a nice, safe Thanksgiving and enjoy your family as well.
0: Stay blessed. Happy birthday. Happy Thanksgiving, America.